Support for this podcast comes from Davis Malm. If you're a buyer, seller, investor, or lender, Davis Malm attorneys know each deal has unique needs and requirements. Building client relationships one transaction at a time. More at davismalm.com. D-A-V-I-S-M-A-L-M dot com. WBUR Podcasts. Boston. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and you're listening to The Common. Boston Globe magazine contributor Eric Tricky, welcome to The Common. Thanks for having me here. Yes, indeed. Thank you. So, Eric, you have a story where you introduce us to Jarvis, Levi, and Rufus, three friends, all black men, looking to open a restaurant in Dorchester. And they got a vision. They're aiming for a spring opening. They're planning for indoor and outdoor seating with a menu that includes lobster and chicken and waffles. And they want to bring on a mixologist. But this is where things get shaky. Because these three entrepreneurs still need a liquor license for their business, and that could cost them $600,000? It's a lot of money. Yeah. Now, you also report that this cost is the result of a shortage of liquor licenses in the city. And that presents a challenge to entrepreneurs trying to get one, particularly those who are black. So, Eric, I have a lot of questions for you. um, But I want to start our discussion by learning more about these three friends and how they're facing this challenge. What can you tell us? Sure. So Jarvis Adams is also known as the Lobster King. Mm-hmm. And he started grilling lobster in the yard and then started doing pop-ups, started doing catering, and people like his food. And he says, let's do this for real. So mm-hmm. he calls two friends of his uh, who he's known since uh, teenage years, Levi Samadai. He's a developer that's mostly done real estate houses. And Jarvis Adams, who uh, until recently worked for Mayor Michelle Wu as the senior policy advisor. And they've decided to go in together on a restaurant. They're going to call it The Mix. Mm-hmm. And they've leased the former Ashmont Grill location in Dorchester. And they're getting the place ready. They're bringing in new furniture. They hope for a spring opening. But they really do want a full bar. They think that a full bar with beer, wine, and cocktails and mixed drinks is really key to their business plan, as mm-hmm. it is for a lot of restaurants. And under existing law, they have to go into a private market to buy a liquor license from someone else because the city of Boston has given out all of the liquor licenses that the state has authorized it to give out. All right. So there's a certain amount of liquor licenses allocated to the city. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah. Every city has a quota set by the state, the number of liquor licenses that they can give out. For Boston, the base number for all types of alcohol is 665. And then there are some special licenses available on top of that. And Mm -hmm. then there's um, 300 some more for beer and wine. That's the maximum number that the city of Boston can give out under state law. And it has given out all of them. Mm. They're essentially none available, Mm -hmm. which means that if you want a liquor license, you have to go into the private market to buy it from someone who already has a liquor license. How does it work in the private market? Occasionally, an existing business with a liquor license, a bar, a restaurant, will go out of business. And when they do that, they put the liquor license up for sale on the private market. And 
the way to get those licenses is essentially to go through liquor license brokers who mm. handle this market. So if you're trying to start a new restaurant, you find a liquor license broker and you say, all right, are there any liquor licenses available around the city and what are they going for? And the answer usually is they're going for about $400,000 to $600,000. Let's say I want to open a restaurant. Take me through the process of getting a liquor license. In the suburbs, you go to the city, you find out that a liquor license is available for $2,000 to $7,000 a year. Mm -hmm. You have to apply to the city. There's a hearing. The liquor board in your town says yes, and you get the liquor license directly from the city for usually about $3,500. Some places $2,000, some places $7,000, but it's four figures, not six figures. Mm-hmm. And that's and these are uh, cities and towns in Massachusetts. Yeah. Okay. S- Somerville, Quincy, Malden, Newton. I checked in on all of them, and they all have liquor licenses available right now for four figures. Wow. The cost of a liquor license in Boston could go as high as $600,000. But you can go to a municipality right next door and pay significantly less, right? Four figures. That's right. Why is it so expensive here in Boston? The number one answer is that the quota system, which dates from 1933, is based on population. And so it penalizes places that are destinations. So Boston, biggest destination in Massachusetts, international and national tourist destination. Boston is penalized because there's way more demand coming from non-residents on top of the demand from residents. The liquor license quota system seems to be based on the assumption that we eat and drink in the same city we live in, which Mm -hmm. we all know in 2024 is not necessarily true. Yeah, yeah. Talk to us about what is it like to own a restaurant or try to open a restaurant and just how crucial it is to have a liquor license. It's very important, not just in Boston, but almost anywhere. The restaurant business is a risky, low-profit margin business. Mm -hmm. A lot of restaurants start up and fail. And because liquor sales are more high margin in profit, a lot of restaurants will rely on liquor sales to be successful. So a lot of restaurants will get a full liquor license and that will help their bottom line. It'll help them continue to offer food as well as the full bar. And if you don't have that, a lot of restaurants will decide, I should not even open because I can't do a full bar. Or, you know, the economics are such that I should probably just be takeout and counter service, maybe just a couple little tables. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important. We're going to take a break, but we'll be right back. The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. 
From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. And we're back with more from Boston Globe magazine contributor Eric Tricky. The other aspect of this is how this affects Black entrepreneurs like the ones you covered, um, Jarvis, Levi, and Rufus. Talk about how especially challenging it is uh, for Black folks entering this space looking to get a liquor license. Well, they told me that they don't have generational wealth. Their mm-hmm. parents did the best they could, but didn't hand them down a bunch of money. They have to go into this business with what they have. And they also don't have investors or major investors. They're doing this on their own. And so if they had to go into the private market for liquor licenses and pay a half million dollars for the liquor license, that's a half million on top of everything else they're putting into this new restaurant. And they'd be in competition with large corporations that are opening a hotel or a new restaurant in their chain somewhere else in Boston. And so if you're just trying to get started and get a new neighborhood restaurant going, that's a high bar. You've Mm -hmm. just added a big cost. I also talked to a woman named Kiana Fultz, and she is the manager of the former Daryl's Corner Bar and Kitchen in Roxbury, which right now is rebranding and it's going to reopen with a new name. Mm -hmm. And she's working for Nia Grace, the restaurateur here in town. And She does someday want to be the boss and have her own place. And her vision is a restaurant, a sit-down restaurant with a full bar in Roxbury, mixed drinks from across the African diaspora. She knows that for what she has looked at, it probably cost a million dollars to get started. Add in a $500,000 liquor license and the cost of her opening up what she wants to open up goes from $1 million to $1.5 million. She lives in Malden. And so I said, why don't you just open in Malden where instead of $500,000 – the liquor license would be $3,500, one one-hundredth of the price. Mm-hmm. And she said, I thought about that, but that's not what I want to do. I want to serve Roxbury customers. I want to hire people in the neighborhood. If there isn't a special kind of liquor license available, then the cost is 50% more to start up than it would be otherwise. So, Eric, earlier you told us that there's a specific number of liquor licenses allocated for Boston. Do you know how many of those licenses are owned by Black people? The Boston Black Hospitality Coalition estimates about 2% of liquor licenses in Boston are owned by Black people. That's compared to about 22% of the population of Boston as a whole being Black. Now, you also say in the story there have been instances where a restaurant with a liquor license would close in a, a predominantly Black neighborhood, and that liquor license 
on the private market would get sold to somebody, to an establishment outside of the neighborhood, right? So it would essentially leave that community. Can you talk about that? Sure, yeah. If the liquor license is unrestricted, and that means that it can be sold and it can go anywhere, then it is more likely, wherever it starts from, including black neighborhoods, to go downtown or to the seaport or to the back bay. So a good example is the former Ashmont Grill, that very location where Jarvis Adams and Levi Samadai and Rufus Falk want to open their restaurant in the mix. Mm-hmm. When the Ashmont Grill went out of business last year, the liquor license didn't stay with the building. It went to a Canadian restaurant chain that wants to open in the back bay for $550,000 or so. Mm. So that's the economic incentive. What's being done about this? Yeah. So one way of going about this would be to get rid of the state alcohol quota system entirely and hand the quotas over to the cities and towns and let them decide how many liquor licenses they are going to issue. And Governor Maura Healy has recently proposed doing just that as a way of empowering municipalities and as a way of making business startups easier. The other way of going about it would be an idea that the Boston City Council proposed in a home rule petition to the state legislature last March, almost a year ago. Their proposal is to create 250 neighborhood-restricted liquor licenses in Boston. They would be earmarked for certain neighborhoods. They couldn't be sold. So if a business were to go out of business, that liquor license would go back to the city to be reissued in the same neighborhood. And the price would be about $3,000 to $3,500 a year instead of a half million. And the arguments for it are that it would encourage entrepreneurship. It would encourage new destinations in the neighborhoods, and it would lower the cost of going into this business for new entrepreneurs. And because Roxbury, Dorchester, and Mattapan, the heart of of Boston's black community, Mm -hmm. are all neighborhoods that are underserved by full-service restaurants right now, uh, there's a lot of excitement in the uh, amongst black restaurateurs, black hospitality industry workers, about what this might mean for them. Understood. Well, Eric... Thank you so much for your reporting on this and taking some time to come talk with us here at The Common. We really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. That's Boston Globe magazine contributor Eric Tricky. And if you want to read Eric's story, you can head on over to bostonglobe.com and look for Boston Restaurant Economics Are Punishing $600,000 Liquor Licenses Make It Worse. And that's our show for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Common. If you like what you're hearing, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, especially Apple or Spotify. Rate and review us. Let us know how you're liking the show. Please, 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 please. And thank you to everybody who already has. Also, if you want to get in touch with us and let us know where you like to drink, Hit us up on Instagram at WBURTheCommon or send us an email at thecommon at WBUR.org. I'm Daryl C. Murphy, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.